We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Thank you both. And quickly to Rachel Crestel, Dr. Rachel Crestel, professor of history at Xavier University and author of an interesting book. And we've been wanting to talk to Dr. Rachel about um, the the deal in America where and around the world really where more young people are choosing to go childless what does it mean and what could it mean for the future the name of the book is how to be childless a history and philosophy of life without children and with that we welcome in Dr. Rachel Crostel how are you doctor doing well Tommy thank you so much for having me um I don't, there's so much to unpack here I don't even know where to start um one thing that did strike me is that this whole concept of uh, Norman Rockwell and people that don't know what that is can Google it. Maybe I'm dating myself, but if they don't know that about his uh, portrayals of Americana, it it seems as though people presume that the mom stay at home, dad go to work and you have three kids and everybody's happy goes back a long, long way. And it really doesn't, does it? Well, it's interesting. It's, it's changed over time. Um, If you think back way back to the time of the first queen Elizabeth, a lot of, people were postponing having children. And so they, many of them just never married and never had kids. Um, if you look then, in, you know, in later centuries, the ideal of marriage where, yes, everyone gets married, the woman stays at home, the man goes and is the breadwinner and they have children, that really emerged as an ideal only in the 19th century and, you know, in the 1800s and then became something that people could really live out in the middle of the 20th century, what we think of as the baby boom. But that period where a where a large percentage of women had children and they had, you know, multiple children really was only lived out for the vast majority of women in that middle of the 20th century. Tell me about the book. What prompted you to write it? Yeah. Um, so I, I myself do not have children. Um, I knew from a young age that having children was not something that, um, that was going to fit for me. Um, and at the time, as I was growing up, I assumed that that was very unusual, just like you were saying, the Norman Rockwell kind of expectation. I mean, everyone I knew had children. My parents had kids. You know, my family all had kids. Um, but as I as I got older, I, I started to realize that actually, um, when I look back in the past to anything that happened in the past, whether it's um, you know politics or culture, um, things that we think of as new and different in the modern era tend to have something that happened in the past. So I was curious about these these individuals who didn't have children and women in particular, what led them to not have children? And as I dug into it, I I found that there are times and places where upwards of 20% of women never had children, and that was just astonishing to me. This, it turns out this was, this was common um, instead of something that was just unusual and just happening now. What is driving it? Is there one universal thing that's 
that that uh, these women have in common, not driving it. I shouldn't mm-hmm. put it that way. Maybe commonalities yeah. would be a better way to put it. There's a lot of different things that are happening, and it's hard because people rarely leave good evidence of why they're choosing not to have children. Um, and and, it, and the, I think one of the, the challenges is it's not just a choice that you make at one particular moment in your life. It's part of entire network of things that unfolds over decades of time. So there's not just one moment where somebody says, mm, I'm not going to have kids. It's more like they make different choices. They might postpone having children because they want to uh, pursue education. They might want to pursue a job. They might just want to, you know, decide that they want to enjoy time being single or enjoy time with a partner. Um, and sometimes that ends up limiting um, how many children they have. And sometimes they don't have any children at all. There's certainly a lot of um, thinking that there might be some economic, um, you know, calculations happening. But I think it's more likely that people are thinking about their own development, their self-actualization. Now, that's all being said, I want to emphasize that the that not having children um, is not just a choice to be about oneself and, and selfish. Um, it allows um, different spaces um, to, to open up in terms of um, how one might serve others, career paths one might take, how one might be connected to a family um, elsewhere uh, in, in, in other ways. So, so I think uh, one thing that I'm realizing about childless uh, individuals is that they help us to understand what it means to flourish as a person in general, um, whether or not one has children. We can think of all the different dimensions of somebody's life. This really resonated with me because um, I was obsessed with being able to provide for a child before I would uh, father one, and, and we uh, were both 38 when uh, my ex-wife and I had uh, had our child, and, and I never did experience anything like unconditional love like I had, but it was a, a decision that was put off for a long time based on finances uh, from my standpoint. And I was kidding earlier last week when this story came out that, you know, if it was up to males to propagate the species, we would have gone extinct a long time ago because I think primarily it is women that really perhaps push to have a child. Is that a false uh, presumption on my part, doctor? What do you think? I don't think that's a, a false presumption, but I think there's all kinds of different ways that were shaped by cultural expectations. You know, women in particular have the message from a young age of, of an expectance of becoming mothers. Um, but, I, I, but I also think that, um, you know, we all know that human beings are complicated and have a lot of different um, ways of interacting with the world. What I've uh, been thinking a lot about is um, do do people regret not having children if they do um, if they don't have children? And one one sort of interesting finding is that uh, women are worried about regretting not having children in their say mid 30s when that door is starting to look like it's going to close. Um, but in the end, when they're when they're later in life, they tend to not list not having children as one of their regrets unless they're specifically asked about it. Um, they tend to, to not have any more regrets about their lives than women who did have children. Um, when it comes to, um, th- th- for, I, this just popped into my mind. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the, uh, the uh, sitcom, the office or not, but there's this great mm-hmm. scene where he wants to adopt a child and, and the receptionist says, well, you know, it might take 10 months. He says, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to want a kid 10 months from now. And, <laughs> I, and, and I love that scene because it says so much about parenthood where you're making such a commitment for the rest of your life. And I can remember, um, a woman looking at the sonogram picture saying you're going to worry every day for the rest of your life, and you do. And I just wonder when it comes to parents, there's no real satisfaction survey that's been done, I don't think, because 
you got satisfaction, accomplishment, and happiness all mixed up in there, don't you? Absolutely, and that's an excellent point. And and I want to say I have such admiration for for parents and the the sacrifices, the work, the worry. I mean, it's incredible. And so for for me, this is not never about criticizing people who have kids and or being sort of snarky about the fact that I don't have kids. Not at all. I have, I think that we we need to talk to each other about those different experiences. And you're absolutely right that happiness and um, satisfaction. These are different measures that don't necessarily correlate. So you might find that somebody who is a parent might be less happy day to day because of the stresses and strains of raising a child than somebody who doesn't have children, but they might have more life satisfaction. What's interesting is when we go from looking at individuals in one particular country to looking at multiple countries, that the life satisfaction around childlessness tends to go up in societies that are more accepting of people who don't have children. And so that helps us to understand that our sense of life satisfaction and well-being is really situated within the country or the culture that we live in and not just about the particular circumstances that we happen to have. One thing, um, Dave Cohen, our news director, does a show between 5 and 6, and he started talking about this, and a lot of the texts he got from listeners were were, were using the same word, and that is selfish. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think there could be anything more selfish than having a child that you don't take care of, of uh, somebody having a child that winds up being my responsibility. That, to me, is the epitome of selfishness, not deciding not to have a child. Where does that all fit into this? And I think, Dr. Rachel, the, the one thing that – um, jumps out at me is so many things turn into a competition and it's really not right. I mean, it's what everybody decides is best for themselves. I, I completely agree that this should not be framed as a competition or that one side is more selfish than the other. That's the kind of conversation I want us to get beyond. I think that we, uh, you know, I, as somebody who doesn't have children very well understand, uh, what the the challenges and sacrifices and stresses that somebody who's deeply engaged with raising parent uh, children might have and i hope that they would look at you know look at the wholeness of my life if they're going to pass a judgment on whether i'm selfish or not um to say you know am i trying to contribute to something better in society am i trying to you know support my family in other ways um are there ways that i might support my friends my community uh, volunteer, um, you know, offer work in, in productive ways. So I think that there's, I think that we should get beyond that kind of conversation and really focus on um, how do we flourish as human beings, right? How do we, how, what does it mean to be, uh, to be, you know, fully living the life that, that we're here on earth to live? And, I, and that's, that's the question I want. I'm sorry. I don't understand where that comes from about the selfishness because it's, it's not my business. If you want to have children or don't have children, that's totally up to you. But again, I don't want to have to take care of them. We have a huge crime problem in New Orleans, and I'm constantly besieged with texts from people saying the parents need to take care of the children. The parents need to take care of the children. Then why would you care whether or not people have children? Does that seem kind of, uh, kind of contrary? What is it? What's the word I'm thinking of? Oxymoronic? Yeah, I think I think you know what I understand for people who who view childless um, people as selfish is they they sort of assume they're not they're not doing their part to further society in some way or not you know making making sacrifices and I think that's just a misconception uh, about about you know about life and how we all contribute in different ways and I think the the harm as well is for those who desperately want to have children um, and can't for whatever reason and then they get cast 
also in that that by that same um, brush of being called selfish, and I think that's really painful for a lot of people. But you know, and and, and it's different when it comes to reproducing because. A, a guy, I don't think so much today, but, you know, in the past, it's like if a woman's pregnant, somebody would go up and put their hand on the woman's belly as though they they have a right to do that. Right. But you wouldn't go through somebody's checkbook, would you? No, no, exactly. I think that's one of the, the, the problems commenting on somebody's pregnancy or lack of pregnancy um, is a, is kind of like a, a way of claiming ownership over their their bodies and their choices and their life and and what else they might be doing with their with their lives and I think that can be can just be really really damaging to people. I have a pretty good intuitive sense about me and I think sometimes when people say it's selfish, I think there might be a little bit of envy in that because you have a child and you love it unconditionally and there's no way you would ever wish it away, but there is sometimes um, a, a time where you realize how much it cost you and you think about the responsibilities and the worry and how you would be free from that, but you would never wish your child away. So I think, Dr. Rachel, sometimes the people that are quick to use the word selfish might be a little envious in that those people don't have their worries and they're saying, well, wait a minute, I have these worries. Why don't you? Do you think I'm on anything here or not? I think that could be, and I also think that we we all have you know room to have a little more grace for each other's lives. And you know, one one thing I often hear is is whenever somebody's you know when I encounter somebody, know that there's a lot going on behind the scenes that I'm not aware of, and that's that's a really important attitude to have. Yeah, whether you're driving or in a supermarket, whatever you're doing, that's an important attitude to have. What are some of the myths? And I know your time's limited. And I hope you come back about people who don't have kids. Um, some myths are that um, they're just driven careerists, you know, and, and don't have anything else sort of in their lives. And I think that's uh, uh, I think that's an exaggeration. Uh, another myth that they're they are um, they're somehow going to regret whether or not you know, not having children. And I think that's a fear that a lot of women who are are you know on the cusp of not having children might might worry about. And I think that that's overblown. Um, uh, again, as we discussed at the beginning, that there that it's a, a new phenomenon that it's only been around for a little while. That's that's actually not the case. If you look at American history, um, that the time period when women were least likely to have children, to live their entire lives without children, were women who were born around the year 1900, um, who were in childbearing in their in the 1920s, 30s, and early 1940s. And then you know there, so that was a time period where both women who ended up marrying or women who never married um, were more likely to not have children than any other time. Um, and th we don't know about that because, of course, none of those women ended up being our great-grandmothers or our grandmothers. We only know if we had, you know, like, like I do, you, you might have somebody in your, your family background that had, you know, 10 bro brothers and sisters. Um, because they had so many siblings, we know about them. Uh, we don't know about the people who didn't have children, but it was actually quite common. So that's, to me, that's a really... Um, and I found from a lot of women who have read my book, um, that's a really uh, comforting thing to, to realize. You're not alone. Um, and there are ways that you can still contribute to uh, a legacy, to the future of the human race, to the future of, of you know, what we care about um, through other actions through, and through other ways of caring for people. In any of your research, did child uh, children taking care of them in their older age factor into this? 
Yeah, that's definitely a question. Um, what will I do when I'm when I'm older? Will people take care of me? Um, certainly, it's uh, it is the case that that those who have children are more likely to have children in their lives taking care of them. That said, there's plenty of people who find when they're older, for whatever reason, over time, their children are not there to take care of them. That's great. So yeah, they're going to slap you in a home. I don't care if you're going to, we're all going to wind up in a home. I don't care if it's our kids taking us there or we have to take a medical transportation service. That's where we're winding up. I'm so just, I think you know that that particular question raises for us: What does it mean to flourish as a human being? How can we provide better care for uh, for elders, what, whatever their family circumstances might be? Yeah, I was kidding about the home, but uh, you know, you know, <laughs> my, my kid told me that five years old said, "I'm gonna uh, tell you going to uh, a bingo game or something, and drop you off at a home." Just making a joke at five years <laughs> old. So my future's laid out ahead of me, uh, doctor. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time. If somebody wants to fi- buy the book or find out more about this, how do they do it? Um, anywhere you find books, you can find How to Be Childless, A History and Philosophy of Life Without Children. And your website? Uh, RachelCrastle.com. And that's spelled C-R-C-H-R-A. Go ahead. Yep. So so my first name, Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L, and then last name, Crastle, C-H-R-A-S-T-I-L, RachelCrastle.com. I appreciate I know you have to go. I appreciate your time. I hope you come back, all right? Absolutely. Thank I think you so it's a much fascinating topic. Thank you, Dr. Rachel Crass still will take a break, come back, talk about the Erster industry with Mitch Jurisich, 925, Tommy Tucker, WWL. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 